people are interested in the experience, the, the connection that they have with an artist. The digital collectibles are a way to be closer to your favorite artist. You know, you go to Beatport or you go to Spotify and you can get the radio edit, great. But I really want to support this artist, so I want to get a video that comes with it. Being part of a very limited WhatsApp group to talk to the artist, but the fact that all of a sudden they get exclusive access to experiences, and that's the one that I buy on Record Shop. We really came from a a sentiment where we really wanted to change things for artists. It was a lot more difficult for music fans to grasp the idea of digital collectibles. They're very, very easy to convince, like, okay, why should I, you know, $25 for a vinyl? Yes. $25 for a digital collectible that I can copy is still a hard thing for people to kind of grasp. Uh, that is definitely something that uh, we didn't think of when we first launched. Welcome back to Music Biz and Sounds. Welcome to our podcast today. I'm with Paula, co-founder of Record Shop. Super excited to talk to you today about Record Shop, a digital collectible platform in the electronic music industry. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Mark. Thanks for having me on the on the podcast uh, today. Excited to be here. Great. I always like to begin the podcast by taking a trip down memory lane and going back to the roots, you know, kind of studying chronologically from there. Talk about how it got started. Maybe you could t talk to us about what inspired you to, to co-found this with your partners and talk to us about the, the beginnings. So the very beginning stems back from 2021. In the middle of the pandemic, Obi Fernandez, who's the founder. I've known him from the music industry. He's, a, he's an artist that has released on a label that I've been involved with. And Obi reached out to me and he said, um, have you heard about NFTs, Paula? And I was like, uh, that was right in the middle of the craze where everybody was just jumping on NFTs. And I was like, yeah, I kind of have heard about it, um, but I don't fully understand it. So he says, can I have a call with you about it? So we had, uh, he called me up and I think we were on the phone for about five hours. And he explained it to me, but then he also explained why it could be so exciting because it basically allowed artists to create a format within music that would actually allow them to create scarcity around digital collectibles, digital music in the way that we know that from physical products. Vinyls and CDs where you know, you know you're gonna have a thousand vinyls printed and that had value to it and it also had a lot of value to the fans because it was a limited edition. All of a sudden with the blockchain and being able to authenticate like every digital collectible that you make or NFT we like to refer to as digital collectibles allowed us to create that limited edition that scarcity that we kind of lost when we introduced the digital era of music where basically everything had to be unlimited which also meant that a lot of the digital music that was out there lost their value over the years you go to Spotify you know I can listen to a track a million times which also means that it kind of loses value I mean there's great things that come out of Spotify because there's a lot of bigger reach but you know right in the middle of the pandemic where we couldn't tour where I've seen a lot of artists that tried to put out their music and they were disillusioned with getting their royalty statement that was only 100 euros or maybe 50 euros so Obi said like you know I'm looking for people uh, to set this up with me and I thought of you do you want to be involved I thought about it for one night and then I called them back and I said like I didn't sleep all night let's do this that's awesome and did you face any like immediate competition when it started that made you have to like really think hard about how to be unique and how to you know separate yourself from any other nft platform or collectibles platform especially now with like a such a growing space where a lot of people are looking to monetize their music careers through 
collectibles and other forms that isn't just you know royalty statements like you mentioned uh i think at the very beginning not so much because we were talking about there was open sea and there were these open marketplaces where we really wanted to focus on a very specific genre electronic dance music Uh, so the way how we worked is that we were invite only. I was part of a team together with one of the other co-founders back then, Eric, where we started reaching out to our network. I mean, obviously, I've, I've got a background of 15, 20 years in the music industry. A lot of the people on our team came from the music industry. We weren't really into this because we wanted to speculate and we saw it as a money grab. We really came from uh, a sentiment where we really wanted to change things for artists. We started off with only a hundred artists in the end in August 2021. So that was completely different as well. We were electronic music only. We were at a very reasonable price point. We worked with packs, not individual collectibles back then. So we kind of based our model on NBA Top Shot. So you would buy a pack and you wouldn't know what was in there. And you could buy our packs with just regular currency. We tried to make it a really easy threshold for music fans as well. And I think at that point, we were one of the very few to actually do that. I always like to ask that question, actually. Like, what's the initial idea that you have actually what turned out to be now that you could say are a little bit more established or did you have to pivot your initial business plan or, or idea? We definitely had to adapt. But what we have noticed is that it was a lot more difficult for music fans to grasp the idea of digital collectibles. They're very, very easy to convince like, okay, why should I, you know, $25 for a vinyl? Yes, $25 for a digital collectible that I can copy is still a hard thing for people to kind of grasp. People are interested in the experience, the the connection that they have with an artist so the way how we kind of changed our model is more looking at it like the digital collectibles are a way to be closer to your favorite artist you know you go to Beatport or you go to Spotify and you can get the radio edit great but you know I really want to support this artist and I want to get the deluxe version of this artist so I want to get a video that comes with it. I want to get the exclusive remixes and that's the one that I buy on Record Shop. It also could be digital merchandise, it could be behind the scenes stories, being part of a very limited WhatsApp group to talk to the artist. But the fact that all of a sudden they get exclusive access to experiences Mm -hmm. that they're only able to get by owning a digital collectible, uh, that is definitely something that uh, we didn't think of when we first launched in 2021. And I'm assuming the art, the artist that's selling the collectible gets to choose what that collectible gives people access to? Are you guys, are you guys like involved in that process? Of we, like, okay. we kind of give them advice based on experience, what we've seen, but we do believe that the artist knows their fans best. I mean, it's one of the things as well in the beginning, we were really, really pushing with marketing from our end, but for an artist to become successful on our platform, they're the one who need to market their own product. And so for someone who doesn't understand maybe the whole funnel of Record Shop, could you kind of walk us through the entire process from like a creator that wants to sell a digital uh, asset? put it sit up on record shop and then how the buyer can come in buy it trade it kind of run us through like the funnel of the, of the whole process of how of how record shop works i'll give you an example of one of our more recent drops which was with dj rap dj rap uh, has been around for 20 years in the drum and bass she's done several drops with us and her latest drop was basically she dropped an album with demo versions that she 
had never released. The way how it works is we've got uh, what we call RCS, Record Shop Creator Suite, which is a backend, which if you and I now go on Record Shop, we wouldn't see that. But as an artist, once you sign up, there's this whole, there's these, these tools in the backend, which actually allow you as an artist to really easily create your own digital collectibles. So you don't need to know any coding. It We've also for the artist, we try to make it a really easy way of actually getting your digital collectibles out. You can upload your cover art, you can add a video into it. And we have all these guidelines to help the artists as well, tutorials on the back end to help them with that. Then at that point, once it's all completed, they can start scheduling their drop. So they can decide if they want to have a pre-sale ahead of their drop. And then the drop actually happens. So for example, she had like, if you buy a pack from me, I'll give you two bonus tracks. And then she also decided if I sell at least 50 of these packs out of 200, I'm unlocking another reward and that reward is a vintage t-shirt that is currently not available. DJ Rep also has her own storefront on our website, just like your artist page on a beatboard or your artist page on Apple Music. She directs fans directly there and that's where her sales, uh, sales happen. Uh, so once she does that, she, we basically, we take the money and we split that money with her. So she gets the majority of the income over those sales. 25% goes to us. It's just for creating all the software and the tools that help an artist to sell their uh, collectibles on our platform. And then we also have something what we call the marketplace. You go on the marketplace and hey, I've put my collectible. I have that collectible that you're after. I sold, I put it actually on our marketplace. So you decide, okay, I'm going to buy that collectible. So you actually make a bit to me and you say, Paula, I see you're selling this for $10. I'll take it from you. You buy that collectible of me. And what happens then is it is now transferred into your collection. Over that transaction, and this is really interesting as well, DJ Rap also gets a cut. So let's say in 10 years time, you would sell that DJ Rap collectible to somebody else. DJ Rap again gets a cut over that sale as well. So over those secondary sales, it's what we call a secondary sale, an artist will make a long-term revenue as well. And that's very, very different from any other platform at the moment. Let's take the first ever CD of David Guetta where they only uh, made a thousand. For that real collector right now to get that, if they go to Discogs, I don't know what they would spend for, on it, but let's say it would be 5,000 euros. Over that 5,000 euros, David Guetta doesn't get a penny mm -hmm. because on the initial thousand CDs that were printed back then, he got his advance or he got his money from the record label that he was with but not over the fact that he's now so popular and he's, you know, world famous DJ that people now all of a sudden are willing to spend 5,000 to get that very, very first CD that he ever released. Think about painters back in the day, Vincent van Gogh died extremely poor, but imagine if Vincent van Gogh would be sold now and his family would still get a cut every time a private buyer or a museum buys the painting and they go for millions and that family would actually get a cut over that. Trading is almost as big like as the drop itself, right? Like it's not like yeah. I'm just dropping this, like the value extends over time. And the exclusive yeah. like access that the artist provides with that collectible, that gets traded as well. Like for example, like you said, yeah. a WhatsApp group or... It depends. So it could be sometimes that Exclusive access is built in which you have to have a specific collection. So you need to have the full collection. Sometimes it just comes with holding a specific card 
that gives you access to it. So, for example, we had one of our artists, Solazone, he did 20 lifetime guest list cards. So they were a digital collectible where as long as you own that collectible, you get guest list for life for any of his shows. Oh, wow. Let's say I would have it in my collection and I would pass it on. I no longer would have yeah. access to that guest list uh, privilege, but the person who bought it from me, they would. And again, over that transaction, Solarstone is also still getting his cut. And then it gets traded everywhere, right? And every time you meet new people yeah. in your guest list, that's a great way, I think, for also artists to like monetize, like you were mentioning, uh, their career, especially today in a world where monetizing, you know, is getting harder with with streaming. So I'm also glad you mentioned uh, the revenue share that artists, you know, not only get a cut upfront, but also. I'll, you know, it's like almost like an investment, like it, it can keep yeah. going. Do you still face like any specific challenges that you're trying to deal with at the moment? Um, finding artists or scaling, is there any specific challenges that come to mind? Maybe more from like an entrepreneurial mindset in building the business? The way how we've developed over the past two years is where we've gone from very, very hands-on to us being a platform where we're giving tools to artists. So we went from invite only to basically artists being able to go to record shop and onboard themselves. We're now investing a lot of our time on is getting that onboarding progress as simple as possible. And it's open and free for anyone? Is there any requirements yeah, that any artist has to have to create a digital asset? No. So the way how it works, if you want to onboard as an artist is currently you first need to create your artist debut card you need to introduce yourself to your fans we have coins record shop coins on our platform so the first card that you put out you don't make money you actually have the community and your own fans who need to use their coins their record shop coins to mint your first 20 digital collectibles once you've accomplished that you need to make your first debut release mm. card if you go to record shop you can learn more about it we also have a medium blog where a lot of that is uh, actually explained mm. on and there's a community on our discords that could tell you more like about a, that being well. like a technology driven company that is also kind of new not only your companies but also the technology you're using is new how do you deal with not only selling a product but also teaching your audience what the product is right i'm assuming there's a certain like learn growth that artists and buyers have to go through to really understand the value of the product in the beginning when we just launched we put a lot of time in there and we actually had to learn a lot from it because i think what uh, what happens a lot is that what for us is very logical you kind of need to translate that in a way that somebody who is not familiar with record shop would go on record shop and actually fluently be able to kind of figure that out with record shop creative suite we're now providing the tools and the guidelines for an artist to actually explain that to mm. their fans mm. we have a lot of 101s on on YouTube mm -hmm. where a lot of that is explained as well to our audience uh, so to to users or players as we call them on our platform we do spend time on it although the shift also changed a little bit more on us working more mm -hmm. closely with artists and artists getting that across to their fans a lot when more. you mentioned artists how would you define your ideal artist like kind of like the the perfect artist that you're looking for is it like genre specific who are you trying to like really focus on our ideal artist is somebody who's really looking to connect with their super fans i think you need to look as record shop as a platform somewhere between patreon Bandcamp, mm. and a kickstarter for an artist to actually get a closer connection to their fans using a new digital format we're also no longer only electronic music based we also we had um rock mm. artists we are now also expanding into hip-hop 
And that all happened with us opening up for artists to sign up as they are. We had labels, so there's labels who are putting out their regular contents on Beatport and on Spotify, but are offering special versions of the same releases just on record shop festivals. I mean, festivals could do a lot more with digital collectibles and their experiences. Going back to what I was saying, like a meet and Mm. greet I think we really look at Record Shop as, as a platform where we try to connect content creator, whether it's an artist label, with their super fans. I'm glad you were mentioning about like expanding because I was wondering, what's the future vision for Record Shop? Where do you see the company going moving forward? Uh, is the lane that you're in right now kind of like where you want to keep doing and keep progressing? Do you see uh, Record Shop maybe going into somewhere new, somewhere different moving forward? What's the what's the vision? I think currently the path that we've been taking in really taking us focusing our time on developing a great backend for, for the artists, for the content partners that sign up with us to make it a better and a smoother process. Uh, for sure. I'm super excited also to see how Record Shop keeps progressing because I, I mean, now that I also know it a lot more in depth by listening to you, I, I, I think it's such a great way for any kind of artist, either like starting, middle, like a big artist to monetize, especially today, like communities and exclusive content is like what's well, like working right now. And yeah. any, any artist that's doing that successfully are like blowing up. So I'm really excited that Record Shop provides a platform for that. So thank you. It was amazing to talk to you. We always like to end the podcast asking you if you have any recommendations of any company that you like, any partners in the industry that you have that we could interview next. We've been looking into partnerships with other companies. One of the platforms that we really liked was uh, Lalo, which helps with, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a, it's a bigger company, but it really helps you to promote your own drop where fans can sign up and be notified about when something is happening that's one of the companies and the other one it's a company that uses youtube influencers which i was really impressed with it's called Syncfold. that's the name Syncfold. so if you have new music whether it's part of a drop for example on record shop or maybe just your new music on spotify is where they use micro influencers on YouTube, content creators on YouTube, where they basically sync your music with those uh, influencers where they will create videos mm-hmm. using your music and direct their audience mm-hmm. to your music. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you, get to know you and, and the project. I'm sure our audience also appreciated how in-depth we went, especially in like the, in seeing how the process of Record Shop works, both on the artist end and the fan end. So... Thank you for coming and and I'm super excited for people to see this. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, for having me.